another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. All right, Nick, I said, I said last week, if the Bills go and lose this game to this Patriots outfit, that I was going to come on this podcast, give you crap, give Bills Mafia all the crap. I was going to be insufferable during this entire show this week. And now I'm here to take my medicine. I want to give you the floor. My Patriots are 2-5. and five. Your Bills are 6-2. and two. The Pats are buried. They're done. We're cooked. And it's because of the Buffalo Bills. And I don't care that it was kind of ugly, Nick, and they barely beat my Patriots. Because they got it done, they found a way, and they deserve all the credit. I want to give you the floor. Get, take this victory lap. It's all yours. <laughs> well, I appreciate the victory lap, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll certainly give it to the Bills. They got it done, but it's still really another tough game for the Bills to like analyze in the grand scheme of things. Because at some point, it, did the Bills win twenty-four to one? There's two. There, yes. There's, there's there's two sides of the coin here. Where the Bills beat the Patriots, and and that's all. You know. That's good and dandy, and they, they buried the team, buried them for so long. But they kind of did it in a messy way that we're not really used to. Um, you know, still, from the first four games of the season, we saw Josh Allen thrown all over the place. Now we saw, you know, the Bills did need, to, on the other side of the coin, the Bills did need to run the ball in this one. So did the Patriots. Uh, but the Bills got it done. So it was kind of one of those, okay, you got it done in an ugly fashion, not very convincing against a 2-5 and five team now. But on the other hand, they are paid professionals and they knew exactly what they knew what you were going to do. Everyone knew that you were going to run the ball that game and the Bills still got it done. So kind of another weird mixed feeling of emotions in a Bills win. That was, that's kind of, that was kind of the exclamation point, if you will, on the Bills second quarter of the season, Ryan, right? The first was the first four games was Josh Allen. What the hell's going on here with this guy throwing the ball like that? The second quarter of the Bills season was what the hell's going on? Is this team good or bad? Is this a, a good, bad team or a bad, good team or what's going on here? So it was kind of, kind of the exclamation point, but I won't totally you know, dance on your, on your grave here, Ryan, or your Patriots grave. You have your chance. You've been Ryan, waiting all this time for it, Nick. Dance. Dance away. Yeah. yeah I, the I true lock dance. Time, but those... I mean, you know, how many Super Bowls later, how many division titles later? I mean, the Bills haven't won the division title since 1995 when I barely remember anything about sports. So uh, until until they get it done, that's when that's when we'll dance. So I'll, I'll do a little bit of a, a tiptoe on the Patriots grave today. But, uh, you know, when we're doing this in maybe four or five, six weeks from now, if the Bills lock up the the, uh, the AFC East, then we'll, we'll, full, we'll do a full break dance then. So there, there should be at least some type of dance going on. But if you do dance, Bills fans, and you have all the love and respect for me, if you're dancing on our grave, because, yes, the Patriots are dead. They're dead. Anyone saying that the Patriots are alive are smoking that and please invite me over when you when you get that stuff and we can we can all celebrate together no but uh the bills should be excited just don't be dancing like drew lock did for denver i mean that thing on twitter was uh, embarrassing so have better dance moves than drew lock but enjoy this but i do understand exactly what you're saying nick and i actually jotted this down in my notes too i want to stop short of saying sean mcdermott and Josh Allen have like exercised the demons of the Patriots. I want to stop short of that because I don't think that is quite there yet. I still think Belichick's kind of in their head. Josh Allen didn't have a great game, as you mentioned. It was a tough conditions, but you know he's got a big arm. Like he can throw the football like through the wind. He didn't have a great game. He threw a pick. They really did lean on that run game, and I liked McDermott sticking to that. And they averaged five yards a carry, and those holes were just huge. And Zach Moss and Singletary they looked awesome. But I'm gonna stop short of saying the Bills have exercised the Patriots' demons. I 
think that's that thing is still kind of there. But again, I don't care that it took uh, you know a, a strip from this defensive lineman Zimmer that no one's ever heard of outside of Buffalo until this week. Right? No one knows who the Zimmer is, but he made the play. The Bills got it done. This Patriots thing is still, I think, still in the back of their heads, and they they got a little ways to go to get that thing uh, to extinguish that thing altogether. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I mean, you know, did the Bills beat the Patriots? Did they beat the Patriots fan base? Yes. But did they beat those Patriots, the ones where Tom Brady was there, the ones where, hey, they didn't even have their, at one point, that full 2020 lineup. I mean, crazy enough, this was not actually like 10 years ago, Ryan. This is only a couple months ago. It seems like it was 10 years ago, this quarantine. But, um, you know, at one point, the Patriots didn't have all these guys opt out. They didn't have all these injuries. And they were going to go with Jared Stidham because they said, you know what? Screw everyone. We still have a good defense, even without Tom Brady. But then everyone opted out and they got all these injuries now. And yes, the Bills only beat them by three. But, you know, it's it's, there's so many different layers to this one. It's uh, hey, but, you know, so many times the Bills have just seen what happened to them, what, what happened to the Patriots, pardon happened to them against the Patriots. So I under totally understand why Bill's Mafia is extremely happy, regardless of all these different circumstances. With sure, sure. Just put the blinders on. Yeah, you're right. There's no Tom Brady. There was no Stephon Gilmore. There was no Julian Edelman. Right? You can go down the list and try to diminish it. But don't do that, Bill's. Don't do it. Don't admit. I'm not here diminishing it. And I believe me, I could make all the excuses in the world for the Patriots in this game. Fact of the matter is they had to win it and they had a chance to win it at the end. And the Bills were the ones that made the play. Now, I want to talk about the Bills defense here in the next segment because I think we don't want to hyperbolize how well the defense played because of one play, but I do want to say like they got what they deserved. The Bills deserve to be 6-2 and and now the question is, what do you do with it, right? You're on top of the division and now it's in your hands. The only team that's got a shot at catching you is the Miami Dolphins. Like, what do you do with it now, Nick? Like, this is, the Bills are in they're uncharted waters now as we enter the second half of the season. Uh, yeah, that's that's really the best way to put it uh, right there, Ryan. They're in uncharted water. And, um, you know, our, our the morning after post at the Bills Wire, I try to I try to do it weekly, but sometimes my hands are just too tied. I try to give, let this one sit in for, for a night, see how I'm feeling the next morning, and just put my thoughts to paper or WordPress, um, whichever one you want to call it. Sean McDermott and his 31 other counterparts and head coaches in the NFL, I bet all of them just, you know, they say get a winning record and all four quarters of the season. The next quarter of the Bills season is is got to be their toughest. You know, the final the final quarter does include the Steelers, but in their next couple games, they have the Seahawks and the Cardinals. They do have a bye. Then they have the Chargers, who I don't know. What, I know they haven't been great. They're kind of just like typical Chargers fashion this year, right? Even though Philip Rivers is there, it's like they're in games. And they still find a way to lose. Then you have the beat up 49ers. But those next two games for sure against the NFC West uh, and the Seahawks, I mean, you got the guy, everyone this morning, I, I put on Twitter and get up ESPN. They're still saying this week that, you know, the, the current NFL MVP is coming to town in Buffalo and Russell Wilson. And then the Cardinals, the Bills are going all the way out west. I think they're a good game. But then again, I mentioned, you know, who knows what we're going to get from the Chargers and the 49ers. But then you have this, the Steelers down the stretch. And again, you do still have the Patriots on Monday Night Football on Week 16. Um, maybe they'll have a couple more uh, healthy bodies there. Maybe the Patriots, you never know. That's an entire half of a season away, basically. Maybe we're talking about different circumstances. I mean, the NFL is such a week-to-week league. I mean, Josh Allen was the MVP after week three, was he not? No, <laughs> it's not even anywhere close to it. We're a few weeks later. Don't you dare do that, Nick. The Patriots are dead. Don't don't tell me anything. <laughs> uh, no, no, they're dead. They're dead. Now, are they are they dead for the AFC East? Yes, I think so. Are they dead for a wild card? I wouldn't say that quite. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. No, they, we'll see. 
I mean, they, I they mean, we've seen we've seen the in the hunt graphic far far too many times in Western New York to know that uh, you might still be hanging on to some hope of life. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll see if the, they might be rooting for the NFL to go to this sixteen team playoff format or something like that. But uh, we'll pick this conversation up on the other side. We'll be right back. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit them, start them. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends at a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from thehuddle.com. Welcome to week number nine. I'm Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com, here to talk to you about strong plays for your fantasy football lineups. All four of these guys are a little bit on the risky side, but that's where we're at this time of the year. Quarterback Derek Carr, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. Carr is quietly on pace for his best fantasy football season to date, even after a lousy Week 8 game. The Raiders are getting healthier, and the quarterback position has averaged 25.8 fantasy points per game this year against the Bolts. Five quarterbacks have gone for at least 20 points, and three have gone for 24 or more, in the last four contests alone. Jets running back LaMichael Pirine should see a pretty healthy workload against the New England Patriots. It probably won't be pretty in terms of yardage, but there's a hint of upside here as a flex play with a player who faces a defense that has given up seven rushing touchdowns on the year. And what's maybe even more alarming is five of them were over just the past two contests. There's hope here for a situational football break to go Pirine's way. Another rookie, Jerry Judy, the wide receiver for the Denver Broncos at the Atlanta Falcons. He saw 10 targets last week, and he has averaged nearly 7 looks per game when Drew Locke has started all four contests. While the touchdowns haven't been there, this could change in Week 9. Atlanta has given up 5 touchdowns in 5 games and 8 on the entire season. The matchup is a little better suited for PPR volume, though, which is another reason why you should get him in your lineup. Finally, tight end Greg Olson of the Seattle Seahawks at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have given up six touchdowns to the position in eight games, helping create four performances of at least 17.8 PPR points. Keep in mind this could be a risky situation, especially seeing as there's so many weapons for Seattle to spread the ball around. We saw last week Olson can get lost in the shuffle in a hurry. He has an intriguing risk-reward decision with several prized fantasy tight ends either hurt or underperforming. For more fantasy football information, news, and advice, check out thehuddle.com. It was huge. Um, just how relentless our defense, you know, played. How, how relentless they were tonight. Um, you know, all week we knew we had to stop the run on the defensive side of the ball, and to see a D lineman run down there and uh, make a play seven, eight, nine yards downfield, um, and then a guy that stepped in for Micah, um, you know, making making huge game changing plays for us and allowing us to secure the win there, especially in our territory. That's that's huge, and um, that's what you love to see out of your defense. You know, they've been working extremely hard. I know, um, you know, the first couple of weeks were a little, little rocky and, you know, they really put their foot down and um, told each other that they're going to start playing for each other. And that's what they've been doing. And, um, you know, love, love those guys over there. And they make our jobs on, on offense a whole lot easier. Love those guys, Nick. Love them. Those, the defense and they stepped up. They stopped the run. Wait a second, Josh. No, they didn't. They didn't stop the run. The Patriots averaged five and a half yards per carry. They scored both of their touchdowns on the run, and the Patriots were driving there at the end of the game, getting first down after first down, and they were about to just punch it right down your throats until Zimmer made that great play. So I don't want to hyperbolize the defense stop the run, defense shut down the Patriots thing, right? Because the Patriots still scored more points against these Bills than they had against the 49ers and the Broncos combined the last two weeks. This offense has been terrible. They looked a lot better against the Bills running the football, and the Bills knew it. Josh Allen just said it there in that clip. The Bills knew that the Patriots can't throw it. The running game with Cam Newton and, and Damian Harris and all these Rex Burkhead, whatever, throwing the ball to James White, the extension of the run there, those short throws, that's all the Patriots can do right now. They didn't have Julian Edelman. So it's like, 
Yeah, we all know that the Patriots are going to run the football. Like, the Bills didn't exactly, like, come out here and make a statement against the run, right? So, like, that thing is still not fixed. They still got to figure that out. I don't know if they're going to figure it out here at the trade deadline or what, but, like, that thing is still out there. Like, let's not go too far there, Josh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's he's very – actually, Josh Allen, uh, I'll say <laughs> he's kind of – he kind of is very good at saying, you know, the uh, – he's a very good PR quarterback. He, he gave the defense a little kiss say. right there. He's like a little smooch for his defense. That's what it was it was like love you guys you yeah i mean even after the game though it's kind of funny uh you know i won't won't say the uh the reporter's name but um you know there's after the game uh a couple softball questions that are tossed up out <laughs> oh, there oh yeah and uh and you know sean mcdermott uh he's another pr genius he uh he was all over it sean you finally beat the patriots how do you feel you know was, yeah this is the second coming of beating the Patriots for Sean McDermott. Yeah, yeah. But Josh Allen just, I don't know if he was still in game mode or what. And he like totally missed the question. He was like, no, we're on the next one. And I just kind of, yeah, and, and I don't like, want to, they're, they're tossing that one up for you. You got to hit that one out of the park and you just went down on, on strikes or you went down swinging. I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off. I don't want to cut you off, Nick, but another thing that the reporters love to do, and it's not you. So God bless you, but they're like, Hey, Josh, Good game, good game. And then they ask their question. They tell him he had a good game, and then they and then they ask the question. I always get a chuckle out of that too. Like, oh, make sure we tell Josh yeah. he did a good job before we ask this softball question. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't want to get too deep, but I'll, all I'll preface that with is my actual thoughts. Is I have worked in the Buffalo and uh, New York uh, media markets, so. Um, I think I've seen both sides of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. Nothing <laughs> but love and unicorns and, oh, it's all good in Bill's, uh, yeah. Bill's land. But one one thing i got to get your take on, Nick, is the onside kick. The Patriots get the touchdown, the two-point conversion. They tie the game at 14. And Bill Belichick calls an onside kick, a surprise onside kick that's terrible. Doesn't fool the Bills at all. They are, they're all over it. It's not like the Patriots had any chance of recovering this football. The Bills take the short field, score another touchdown. They go up 21 to 14. Huge moment in the ball game, right? Huge moment. In the weather, in the wind, you just kick the ball deep, Bill, and make the Bills go down the field. What are you doing, Belichick? You're killing me. As a Patriots fan, I'm just, I'm just spitting out my beer and yelling at the TV when they do that. That's just out of control. I cannot believe that. And what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that 14 to 14, Bill Belichick felt like he was still behind and had to come up with a miracle play to overtake the Bills, right? It, it, for me, it shows that Belichick was scared of the Bills, and I think that's a feather in you guys' cap. It was almost like Belichick was like 75% of the way there on that decision, but is what he messed up is he didn't tell Nick Folk to kick it to the other side of the field because the Bills have uh, Tyler uh, Mekanovic or whatever the heck his name is. The guy plays on special teams. You barely hear his name, but he's out there every single week. We do the, the snap counts. He leads the team in special teams snaps every single game, except maybe one game he, he i think he took a bump or something and and was only he missed one special team snap so that drops you like 20 percent. it's it's weird with with doing the percentages on those but um anyways full kicked it right at him and he was he was one of the only guys i mean so many of the bills guys if they would have kicked it to the other side of the field all the bills blockers they had their backs basically turned going to block already but then they kick it right to the special team's ace i mean sean mcdermott just always is you know Total football guy, always has some coerced football guy line, and he always is so huge on special teams. And honestly, that came into effect here because uh, 
I agree. If, if, the, if that ball went the other side of the field, I, I, I feel like the Patriots would have would have had that onside kick recovered. Is that right? I mean, we're playing what ifs now. We're, we're splitting hairs, but I think they kicked it to the wrong side of the field. I love it. That's I, I don't want to say I'll die on that hill, but I, I don't don't hate that. But I no, think I it lo- was. I love the take. That's good analysis that I've not heard. All I've heard and over here in New England is that Bill Belichick's an idiot. I think that's a cool. <laughs> it's good to hear like some analysis on it that maybe it was there and maybe maybe they screwed it up and the kicker didn't kick it to the right side of the field. I just think it, it would have been a better idea to not go toward the Bills only special teams ace that they have yeah, or or just or just not do it at all you know it just reeks or not, or not reeks of desperation tied 14 to 14 when you got a little bit of momentum but I digress as fun as it is I'm sure for the Bills Mafia and for Nick to dance on the Patriots grave uh, as Nick mentioned earlier the Bills have another home game this week against the Seattle Seahawks who are the top team in the NFC so that'll be a really fun one this week let's talk about that one here coming up next <laughs> It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of Sportsbook Wire and Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm joined by Jeff Clark to break down all you need to know to bet on the Week 9 Sunday night football matchup between the New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs, they're 6-2 coming in. Five and a half point favorites, minus 110 odds. The Saints, 5-2, plus 5.5 underdogs, minus 110 odds again. Big NFC South battle. Bucks come in in first place. Jeff, can they hold on against the New Orleans Saints? Everyone's down on Drew Brees right now, and it feels a little ageist to me. Old man Drew is seventh in the league in QBR, and he hasn't had his two best weapons on the field for most of the year. Speaking of which, he should be getting back wide receiver uh, Michael Thomas, who is the reigning offensive player of the year. And the Saints' defense is improving. They've even invested here at the trade deadline by acquiring former San Francisco 49ers linebacker Quan Alexander. Give me the Saints plus the points. I'm taking the Bucs. I like them. You're talking about Michael Thomas coming back. Antonio Brown's debut for the Buccaneers. That Bucks defense looking great as well. Second in the NFL with 28 sacks. Subscribe to Bet Seven Podcasts on your favorite app. Please be sure to rate and review. All eyes are going to be on Josh Allen as he tries to get back in the MVP discussion, right? Russell Wilson has been kind of the guy all along, probably the favorite. Tom Brady has leaped Josh Allen in that MVP discussion a little bit. I think Allen's stock has kind of dropped a little bit, but he's got a chance to outplay Russell Wilson this week because the Seattle Seahawks defense isn't all that great, and Seattle's on like their fourth or fifth running back. Chris Carson's got a foot injury. There's a chance something called DJ Dallas might start at running back for the Seahawks, so it might literally be all on Russell Wilson and that one weakness the Bills have shown that run defense maybe Seattle won't be able to exploit it as much as other teams have been able to do so could be a get right game for Josh Allen to kind of like you said play like he was at that high level at the beginning of the season that first quarter of the year what do you think about the matchup well you know I know sometimes we turn these into gambling because I like losing money Ryan and I think the over might be a good bet in this one Uh, I think it opened at like 51 and a half or something like that yeah um because I mean, you know, we'll 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 give it to you know Josh Allen has had his struggles in his recent games, but when he was on fire earlier in the season, he was just playing against you know garbage secondaries. You know, the Jets were in there. Um, it, it just you know the Rams just the Rams are okay, but uh, you know uh, they uh, they got bailed out by their offense in that one. It, it wasn't particularly close uh, on defense. Um, but uh, anyways, um, yeah, I think this 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 is going to be a game where we're going to see a decent amount of scoring. Um, 
And I, I'm just even even though the, the the Seahawks are on their DJ Dallas of the depth chart right now, potentially wherever the hell that put is. It, uh, yeah, and and it's spelled. I, I think the only thing I know about this guy is it's spelled D E E J A Y. It's not like the you know, it's not DJ. It's not right, 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 right. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, yeah. I, I, so that's that's a little nugget for everyone there. <laughs> um, but so uh, yeah, I, I think they should honestly give him the ball a couple times just to keep the Bills like ten carries honest, and then if they do that, Russell Wilson could have a field day in this one. Um, the the Patriots seem to avoid Tre'Davious White last week, which is kind of what a lot of teams do. Tyler Lockett coming out of the slot uh, potentially against Taron Johnson is going to be going to be a mess. Could we'll be a problem. Put it that way. Could be a problem. But th- we we could lock that down as a show play because I think uh, the public is on the over as well, Nick. Because if the line did open at fifty one, it's now at fifty four. So there's a trend. Go- there's a trend going on that line going up. So now I guess we have to wonder how high are we willing to take it? But fifty four is still under that key number of fifty five. So I think the over could still be in play if you think this is going to be you know definitely be a high scoring game. And I guess I think we know that the Seahawks are going to put points on the board. I guess it. I guess the question is, will the Bills' offense kind of get it back going, get it rolling again, and especially Josh Allen? This has to be a get right game for. I think is how you put it there before. I mean, this, this Seahawks defense. It's I always kind of laugh thinking about them, you know, because you, you think for so long, you know. I mean, it's been years since Richard Sherman's been there, and because the Bills don't see him them very often, it's like I still assume he's there and he hasn't been there for a while. You know, you you, you almost think those Pete Carroll teams are there, but this Seahawks team has just been a complete one eighty flip in recent years to being just the most elite defense and like an okay, we'll get the job done on offense too. Russell Wilson, please throw five touchdown passes. Hundred percent, and save us at the end, and save us at the end. Yes, like, do yeah. something miraculous at the end to save us. And man, he is he is unbelievable at doing that. So yeah, I, I can't wait. This is a great. This is a really interesting, cool matchup of of two really good, solid teams that are going to be in the playoffs. So I love it. That's going to be great. But Nick, your Bills are six and two. Bill Belichick is two and five. You seem too level headed. <laughs> like I expected you to gloat a little bit more. I'm going to give you the final word. We're coming up at the end of the show here. Take the final word. Like you, you're only tiptoeing on the grave of the Patriots. Like really? Like I, I'm a little surprised. I, I expected a little bit more gloating from you. So, uh, but very level-headed. I'm almost scared now. I think, man, these bills might be for real because you guys aren't satisfied. It's 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 a little a little intimidating actually. I thought you guys were going to be overboard this uh, this week. Yeah, I mean, I think Bill's mafia certainly is. But you know, maybe just you know, maybe I've watched uh, one too many Sean McDermott press conferences and Josh Allen press conferences. Uh, where they're just, you know, onto the next one and almost very Bill Belichick like. So, I mean, that's maybe that's the sick world we're, we're living in that, oh, you know, the, the Bills took a page out of Bill Belichick's uh, playbook and, uh, and now, it's, now it's working on me at six and two. You know, I, I think, you know, definitely kudos to the Bills. Sorry, Patriots, but uh, I think that their time has definitely come to an end. And really, I think I didn't even think at the end of the game that their time came to an end. I think in terms of the AFC East, yes, it did. In terms of the playoffs, I'm not so sure. But man, those comments by Bill Belichick yesterday, having you know sold out in the past for the Super Bowl and just basically saying, "Well, we have Cam because we can." Couldn't pay him much, and we couldn't pay anyone, so we paid him. It's pathetic. I was like, Whoa, that's that was crazy to hear him say that. He yeah, was, yeah, he didn't say anything. That's pathetic, and I'm going to bitch and moan about that in the Patriots Wire podcast this week. So make sure you check that one out with myself and Henry McKenna of the Patriots Wire from yeah. USA Today. But no, yeah. no, just in closing, you know, if that final drive for the Patriots went a, went a different way, if if Cam Newton could secure the freaking football, not carry it like a loaf of bread, and, and the Patriots could punch that football in, because I think Bills fans, you were sitting there chewing on a towel, you just 
knew what was coming. You knew it was the Patriots are about to score. Then you guys knew it was coming. Let's 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 not pretend like you didn't think like doom was heading your way. But it didn't happen, and I got to eat all the crow. This podcast could have gone a lot differently this week, but it didn't. It's because the Bills won, and you guys deserve it. You deserve everything you're getting. Go win the division. Congratulations. We'll see what happens. The Patriots, Nick, they're dead. Rest in peace, Patriots. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Well, hey, you're 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 the more the Patriots guy than me. I'm I'm just see I've been on the you can tell I've been on the other side of this for a while because even when you're saying they're dead, they're gone. I'm saying, well, I don't know that wild card's still there because I've seen it so many times. I've seen it too many times in a 60 minute football game when, where I think those Patriots are dead and they are not. All right, Nick, hey, go go enjoy go enjoy Bills beating the Patriots week. I hopefully hopefully you guys are are just reveling in this. I, I don't know if you are to the full extent, so go go throw someone through a table, go do whatever you guys do. I know you're a card carrying uh, Bills Mafia member, so just go do whatever you whatever you guys do when you uh, when you beat the Patriots. All right, <laughs> will do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I repeat, all the uh, Patriots fans and folding tables. This USA Today Sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.